5, why don't we open up there, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. I want to uh, preach uh, tonight a message that I uh, just uh, entitled, In God's Presence. Um, using a familiar portion of scripture, but I want to make a couple of points uh, tonight, and then we're going to uh, uh, pray. Um, I invited sick people to come. Uh, don't know if any of you are sick, uh, but uh, um, so we're going to pray and we're going to believe God. But either way, I'm going to preach. <laughs> so, so if even if we don't get to pray, I really want to ask you to allow this to be imparted into your into your heart and into your spirit um so because how many of you know church isn't the only place that we can pray for the sick so mark chapter 5 verse 24 again a very uh, familiar portion of scripture so jesus uh went with him and a great multitude followed after him thronging him now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction, verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I want to just talk about a couple of things uh, tonight. I want to talk, number one, about the dangerous place. And number two, I want to talk about the glorious place. And I will say this, I think I'm going to change the, the uh, series of my messages uh, in the morning. I think I'm going to call it, uh, instead of radical prayers, uncomfortable prayers. That makes more sense to me as I was thinking about it today. I was like, sometimes those prayers are uncomfortable when you say, search me. Uh, when you say send me, <laughs> when you say break me, uh, speak to me. So anyway, those are, so anyway, maybe somebody can make a note of that. Remind me next week that I changed the name of my uh, series. So I want to talk to you, first of all, about the dangerous place if you're taking notes. Verse 31, or verse 30, Jesus uh, turns around to the crowd and he says, who touched me? Verse 31, but the disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? Now, we don't have enough people here tonight to demonstrate exactly what thronging is. 
but thronging is a term that was used uh, uh, in the old language, but it literally just, it just simply means they were pressing up against him as he walked. And so uh, that's literally what it means. From front to side to back, they were pressing up against him. And I don't know uh, that it was an unreasonable statement that disciples made and that when they said, Lord, everyone's thronging you and you say, who touched me. Now the dangerous place for all of us, especially uh, us that are churchgoers, is that we can be in the presence of God and miss it. That's the dangerous place. Is that we can be in the very presence of the King of Kings, the Creator of the world, uh, the one who spoke the worlds into existence, the one who holds the oceans in the palm of his hand. I mean, the oceans don't even extend throughout his whole hand. It's the palm of his hand. And we can be in the presence of God and miss it. And here's the disciples in the presence of the Savior of the world, and they miss it. One of the most, I don't know, terrifying, sobering verses of Scripture that I've ever read in my life is in Genesis chapter 28, verse 16. And it says, Then Jacob woke from his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. This is a dangerous place to live. It's a dangerous place to live, week in, week out, coming to church, coming into the house of God, coming to prayer meetings, going into the Word of God, and God shows up and we don't get it. God shows up and we miss it. God shows up and we show no interest. God shows up in power and in grace and in mercy, and we have no expression. There's nothing that would move us to even sing out or shout out or clap or dance or, or anything. Nothing that God can do can move us out of our personality. Christianity, by the way, is not a personality. Goes beyond your personality. Goes beyond your talent, your ability. And here are the disciples in the presence of the healer, and they miss it. It's a dangerous place. Why do some people find themselves in this dangerous place? And I'm talking specifically about the presence of God, the presence of the healer. Number one is because they are no longer contending to touch God. They're no longer contending to reach Him. Uh, I, I just I want you to try to stay with me. I, and I don't know that I'm preaching to the choir. Maybe I am. So if I am, just say amen for me. Uh, the choir always says amen. You know, the choir always agrees, you know. But if you're thinking about it, don't say nothing. Just think about it. But I believe that we can be in the presence of God and miss it because we're no longer contending to reach Him. Yeah. We've said a prayer, we're saved, we're good. 
We're on our way to heaven. We're fine. We're no longer contending for more, reaching for more. The believer must be cautioned that they do not get so relaxed in the relationship with Jesus that they no longer press in for Him. That they, here's the, here's the term that came to mind when I was uh, going over this again, that our, our church service, that our prayer time, that our devotional Bible reading, whatever you do, that it doesn't become business as usual. Anytime our church service becomes business as usual, let's just shut it down. I don't want to be business as usual. I don't care if there's one person here or a thousand. I don't care. I don't want to be business as usual. Uh, you know, I'm not giving my life to something to be business as usual. I'm giving my life to something so that God can move in a radical way that He can touch, He can deliver, He can show up and do what He wants. I just want to make a way <laughs> or get out of the way, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, I want God to show up. And so I think we can find ourselves looking around at others who are weeping at an altar, who are lifting their hands or crying in their seats, worshiping, lifting their voices loud and clear. And we can be looking around and not get it yeah, and not understand why. The other reason I believe that we find ourselves in this dangerous place is because of disappointment. The two things together that can bring us to this place where we can be sitting in the same place as the power of God is being manifested and not be moved whatsoever, not even feel a twitch in our toes. Because we're, we've been disappointed. We've been uh, let down. We haven't had the prayers answered that we prayed. Whatever it may be, well, it was disappointment can uh, give birth to so many negatives when it comes to our relationship with God. This is a dangerous place, and it's a place that we must fight to avoid. We have to fight to avoid this place. And this very simple illustration that the Word of God gives us this experience in the life of Jesus where everyone is touching Him, but no one is touching Him. The disciples didn't get it. What do you mean we're all touching you? No, 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 no. Somebody touch me. No, no, we're all here, Pastor. No, no, somebody's really here. The presence of God is in this place even as I'm standing here. The presence of the Creator of the world is in this place. The presence of God to heal the sick. The presence of God to heal the broken. The presence of God to heal those that are down, those that are hurting, and to bring a prosperity in their spirit. He is in this place. And yet we can find ourselves in that dangerous place. The woman touched Jesus. The disciples didn't get it. Jacob awakes from his sleep and he says, Surely God was here and I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Folks, I'll just honest confession for me. I pray 
I don't become that. I do. I pray because I can. This can all become business as usual. I can throw slop together, throw it out to you, hope that you say amen and and you're okay with it and and yada, yada, yada. Uh, But listen, folks, I pray. I do. I pray, God, I don't want you to be. I don't want to be where you are and not feel it and not get it and not be changed. I'm in the prayer room tonight. God, I need you to change me. I need you. I don't want business as usual. Yeah. Why am I even here tonight? Why do I come to church? I come so that God can change me. If He can't change me, then somehow I've uh, I've exceeded Him. If He can't do anything new or fresh, or, so again, all I'm saying is that this is a dangerous place to be and the disciples in the New Testament Jacob in the Old Testament found themselves in a place where they were in the presence of God and didn't know it the second thing I want to deal with is the glorious place the glorious place is where this unsaved woman found herself It's not only a place where you know God is here, but it's when you know, when He knows that you are here. It's not just a place that you know that God is here, but it's a place where you get God's attention. You get God's attention. And we might think, well, I'm here, so I obviously... We need to read our Bibles a little more close. You know, we need to read our Bibles. Not everybody that worships pleases God. If we read Cain and Abel, Cain brought an offering of worship. Abel brought an offering of worship. God respected Abel's offering, rejected Cain's offering. They were both in the same worship service. They both brought worship. But God said, no, 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 no. You should know better. Right? Do the best you can. But when you know better, do better. When you know to worship better, better. See, the glorious place is the place that the woman found herself in, not a disciple, not a follower, hasn't been around Jesus. There's no indication that she'd ever met Him, but in her heart, she knew Only if I could, I would be good. Only if I could, I would be good. If I could just touch his clothes. He doesn't even have to know I'm there. But listen, when you touch him, he knows. When you touch him, he knows. When you touch him, he responds. It's a glorious place. How do we find this glorious place? Once we are there, and how do we remain in that place? Number one, it begins with not being overlooked. This woman had been overlooked. She had been rejected. She had been a castaway, set aside from society. She had an issue of bleeding for 12 years. No one wanted to be around her. She wasn't allowed Uh, you know, whatever their, you know, religion is a bad thing. It doesn't allow bad people in the church. (laughs) The church is for bad people. 
Yeah. It's for the unclean. Yeah. Yeah. But see, the religion said, no, no, you yeah. stay away. You're on your own. You're sick. They just left her for dead. Literally, that's what they would do. Leave them for dead. They would actually create communities for people who were sick and who were, uh, couldn't be helped by their own worldly ways. And so this woman, being overlooked, she heard about Jesus. She came behind Him in the crowd, touched His garment, because she said, if only I may touch His clothes. This woman had been overlooked as she could have easily looked at the crowd that was thronging him. Remember, it wasn't just a small crowd. It was a thronging crowd. And she could have very simply walked away and said another time. But she decided in her heart that she was going to pursue Jesus in healing for her body. She decided, I will not be forgotten again. I will not be overlooked again. Listen, you want to press in? You want, yes, God is in this place. But listen, let him recognize your faith today. That's what caught the attention of Jesus always. Throughout the New Testament, your faith has made you whole. I haven't seen such faith in all of Israel. Go, your faith is, faith, what, who you are, what you believe, what you're pursuing And she made a decision. I will not be overlooked. So this is where it begins. To go into that glorious place and remain in that glorious place. God sees you tonight. He knows your need. Are you going to allow Him to see your faith? See, this woman, secondly, had a determination to reach Jesus. Not only had she determined to reach him, but she had determined that when she reached him, he would heal her. You know, this has become a problem with the Western world, the world that we live in, the United States, uh, uh, England, uh, Canada, much of the developed world, is we look at Jesus as an option. We look at him as a possibility. But if not, I'll just take some medicine. But if not, see, again, we have it in our mind that he's an option. And I'm not against medicine. All I'm saying is that Jesus has gotten thrown into that. I've preached enough and prayed for enough people in third world countries like Africa, like Jamaica, in these places to know that they don't have other options. They don't have uh, you know, other doctors and other forms. It, it is God or else. Yeah. Mm. This woman determined that if I can reach him, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll get healed. The third thing is this woman's faith brought forth a demonstration. Mark chapter 5, verse 29 and 30, immediately the fountain of her blood, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and said, 
who touched my clothes. I'll be honest with you folks. I could preach from this text every service till Jesus comes and would not get tired of it. I'm just saying. I just don't, you know, this is not, oh yeah, I've heard this story before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got anything new and fresh? No, let's get the old before we get the new. You know, we don't need the, you know, the hidden. We need what is in front of our face. We need what is right there. And this woman, simply by her determination, her faith, her pressing in, refusing to be overlooked, refusing to be denied, pressed in, touched him. And you might say, well, I'm pressing in. Maybe you're not touching him. Maybe you have to press more. Well, I'm tired. Press more. I prayed and prayed and prayed. Pray some more. Press more. See, we're like, we're, we're used to the cop show. You know, 45 minutes, the cop gets the bad guy. You know, the good guy gets the girl. And everybody lives happily ever after. Then we start over again next week. Listen, that is not how God works. That is not the kingdom of God. Yeah. The kingdom of God, listen, we press in until we don't need to press anymore. We push in. This woman is a great illustration of the Christian experience. That she heard Jesus was there and determined, if I can touch him, he'll help me. And all she wanted was healing. All she wanted, serious, was like the bleeding to stop. Right? Get the bleeding stopped. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't need nothing else. I don't even need to go to heaven. She wasn't like, well, her, her mind wasn't like, oh yeah, I need Jesus to go to heaven. Her mind was like, I need him to get healed. I need him to touch my physical body. So she finally reaches through all of the discouragement, all of the distress, all of the disappointment, all of the time in the last... 12 years that nothing has helped her. She reaches through all the times that the doctors made empty promises and let her down. This woman had some inner obstacles to work through, but the thing that conquered them all was her expectation and her faith that if I can just reach him, touch his clothes, I'll be fine. Jesus asked the question, who touched me? Can he ask that tonight? Can he ask that same question in times like tonight? And again, maybe there's no one sick here, but uh, all of us have needs. All of us have things that we've brought to God, maybe that God hasn't moved and hasn't answered and we need to press in. Maybe we're discouraged, done praying, I'm finished with them, I don't want to pray anymore, they've disappointed me, whatever it may be. And God wants to challenge you uh, to stop making this about you and make it about Him. Yeah. Stop making this about how hard it is on you and make it about Him and what He can do, how He can move. Yeah. See, this woman presses through, touches Him, and He realizes somebody is here. Yeah. Hey, somebody came to church. 
Somebody's here! And the disciples like, what about us? <laughs> and he's like, love you guys, but you, you ain't touching me right now. You're just something going on, and power has left me. Will there be a people raised up in this congregation who will move out of the dangerous place into the glorious place? And let me just say this. People who are living in that dangerous place constantly, they won't be able to tell you much about the glorious place. They won't be able to tell you much about when Jesus shows up and then you show up too. All they know is that you show up. See, that's the dangerous place, is you showed up. <laughs> you showed up. Yay. We need God to show up, folks. You don't need me to show up and preach. We need God to show up and move. See, the dangerous place is it's just about us. We showed up. Lord, what about us? What about them? Everybody's touching you. Stop making it about you and make it about Him. Because this is what happened. This woman made it about Him. Maybe tonight, there's those that are watching that don't know Jesus. That is definitely a dangerous place to be, but you can move into that glorious place. When you do, you will find what this woman found. Number one, she found restoration. Not only physically, but her identity was restored. In verse 34, Jesus looks at her and he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. I remember preaching in Scotland one year, many, many, many years ago. Like back when dinosaurs roamed the earth type years ago. Like many years ago, I was in Scotland preaching. I'm getting warm. So uh, is it warm in here or is it just me? It's probably warm in here. Now I'm all tangled up here. There we go. So I was in Scotland preaching, and I'm preaching this text. I don't remember all that I was preaching. But all I remember is that I said, and Jesus said, daughter. And I pointed like that, and the lady, like, sitting where Dawn is, just began to weep. I mean, it was like I had to close the service. She began to weep and wail and brought her to the altar and God just began to minister and move. Why? Because identity was restored. Something that had been raped away from her through the years of rejection and, and pain and, and dysfunction. And, and I don't obviously know all of this woman's issues in Scotland, but this woman here that we're reading about, there was something about her that had been lost. And Jesus looks at her and says, daughter, he could have said woman. But being a woman wasn't what was taken from her. But belonging to someone was taken from her. And Jesus immediately looks at her and says, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Anybody ever feel like giving up? Giving up not just on life, but giving up on situations. Well, this woman did until she met Jesus. See, when you meet Jesus, 
the idea of giving up doesn't resonate any longer. Yeah, it comes on us and we're like, why are we? But Jesus immediately speaks uh, and he restored her dignity and he restored her worth. The second thing that happens when you reach Jesus is relationship. Jesus looks at this woman who had been rejected, cast aside, uh, and everyone she thought that loved her, everyone that she thought received her, had rejected her, even the religious community. But with one word, Jesus changed it all. With one word, Jesus built a relationship. The last thing that happens is there's a release. No longer would she go about looking for others to fulfill her life, looking for others in relationships, looking for others to love on her. She wouldn't look for that fulfillment. No longer would she be under the bondage of sin or sickness. Jesus sets her free when He tells her to go in peace. Yes. See, we have the opportunity every time we meet together, every time we come together in the house of God, we have the opportunity to experience the blessing of this glorious place in the presence of God. Every time we sit down to pray, we have the opportunity to experience that glorious place. You know, that's why I'm preaching on prayer. You know, it takes a real humility to say, teach me to pray. Teach us to pray, Lord. Teach us to pray. It takes a humility to cry that out and ask God to teach us to pray. And so listen, this is why I'm trying to get into this idea of this woman pressing in, moving past, not giving in to the lies, giving in to past experiences, giving in to doubt. But she pressed in and she caught the attention of God. Yeah. Personally, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I, I don't. I don't know that my sermons catch God's attention, but I want my faith to. I know that I'm going to stand before God for every sermon I preach, every word that I speak to you. But you know you're going to be held accountable too for the way you respond for what's spoken to you, the way you respond for what you know, not what you don't know. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about what you don't know. How many angels are in heaven? Who cares? <laughs> Do we have wings when we get there? Don't know. Don't care. I don't know. I don't care. I really don't. Yeah. All I care is I get there. <laughs> if I get there, I'm good. Yeah. But don't worry about what you don't know. Because you're going to be held accountable. I'm going to be held accountable. Listen, I've got double accountability. I'm going to be held accountable for what I tell you, and I'm going to be held accountable for what God tells me. Yeah. What do you mean, uh huh? Body man, you should be saying amen to that. You should be like, oh, Pastor, I'm going to pray for you, man. I'm going to pray for you, man. You're in deep trouble, bro. Now, but listen, we, we need what the Word is trying to give us. 
And that's why I wanted to really bring her experience out. Again, I know I've already talked about her in our healing services and, and uh, ministered on her, but there's more to what's going on here, that she touched Jesus and Jesus knew it. That's always intrigued me. Is, is, that, is, that, is that happening with me? Are my prayers... Touching him and he knows it. Is my life touching him? And he knows it. Because there was a release that happened that day. And you know what? We never really hear from her again. She don't care. <laughs> you can write me right out of scripture. She didn't care. Because you know what? She got the attention of God. Yeah. Yeah. She got the attention. You know, there's other people you hear in the Bible and you hear about them again and like the disciples, you hear about them often. This woman, you don't hear from her again. But I'll tell you, she is fine with that. Yeah. Because she left that day whole. Yeah. She didn't yeah. just receive a physical miracle. Oh my day, she received an inner miracle. That there was a brokenness in her that was healed that yeah. day. Yeah. There was a there was a, a fulfillment that was that was accomplished that day. There was something missing that was no longer missing in her. That needs to be God's people. Yeah. That needs to be you and I. Again, we got lots of needs, lots of stuff, things going on. But you know, we should not be longing for the things of this world to somehow help us and meet our needs and right. this and that. But our our needs are met by the one that we're reaching for. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The one that we're pressing in for. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's a lot of healing. Healing isn't just about the one praying. You know, and, and I'll touch on this as we go, but Jesus, when he heals, he doesn't look at them and say, my faith has healed you. Right. He looks at them and is like, hey, your faith, your faith has made you whole. Your faith, your faith, your faith has brought the release of God's presence. Your faith has brought the release of healing. Your faith, not God's faith, not Jesus' faith. Jesus never says, folks, in the entire New Testament, He never says, my faith has healed you. Right. He never does. Yeah. Never. So again, when it comes to praying for the sick or, or you know, when you, you, we send out the prayer needs throughout the prayer chain, it's not just about, hey, pray for me. I'm going in for a job interview. Good. Are you believing too? Yeah. Well, well, no, no. I'm just wanting you to pray. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, you believe too. We'll pray. That's good. But you got to believe God too. Yeah. So again, it's not just about the one praying, it's the one being prayed for. And so uh, that's really why I wanted to uh, move into this. But, uh, you know, again, the dangerous place, let's move past that. Come on. You know, there's Aaron, Aaron is up here leading, he's up here wanting to bring in the presence. Uh, you know what? Get into it. Yeah. Get into his presence. Yeah. Get out of your presence. Yeah. 
Get out of the worldly presence. Get into His presence. If you've got to close your eyes, look, when you close your eyes, we can't see you anyway. So just close your eyes and get into His presence. You may not feel good about you, how you sing. Who cares? You may feel good about you, how you sing. Who cares? What matters is that you're in His presence. Don't miss it, man. Don't miss it. That's always that. You know, I've been leading worship a long time, and thank God Aaron is leading worship. My voice is uh, uh, struggling being preaching and singing for 30 plus years. You know, and I'm taking stuff for it and trying to give, make sure my voice doesn't disappear. But listen, it's not about my voice. What about those who are mute and can't speak? I've seen them in the Tucson church. Hands raised in his presence. It's not about how beautiful you sing or how ugly you sing. Yeah. It is about your heart yes. reaching Him. Yes. And that's when the release happens. Yeah. I, want, I want us to get God's attention. Yes. Who touched me? Who touched me? Yes. Listen, we're going to pray tonight. I appreciate your time. I want you to go ahead and bow your heads there uh, with me this evening, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, uh, just for a couple of minutes. Maybe there's those that are watching tonight.